Welcome to Drink, Spin, Run, an RPG talk show. We are sitting with Mike Evans and Stacy <laughs> Delarfano. <laughs> and you got their names right. That's I know. <laughs> All right, so we're we're, the, we're moving in the right direction. Stacy and I are very flattered. <laughs> you got our names right. <laughs> You don't know how long it took him to learn my name. It's uh, you know and... I still can't spell it. <laughs> that's that's understandable. It's long. It's Polish. It's got two Z's. Yeah. <laughs> and there's neither of which makes a Z sound. And there's forty seconds I have to cut out. And I don't know what you're talking about. It's good times, man. <laughs> my co-host Adam Muscovich. Yes. See, he knows how to say my name too. All right, we're good. Uh, we're going to talk to our special guest. Well, you know, before we yeah. do, hold on. Yeah. Mike, I, I, I want your help introducing today's topic because I understand that you are experiencing a particular difficulty in the realm of GMing right now. Care to tell us yep. a little bit about it? All right. Are we are we talking about the one that can be solved with the little blue pill? Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's purple, but no. Uh Oh, yeah. Oh no. Yeah, they make uh, cakes oh, out of it in burnout, Brazil. I think right. that's what that's what Diogo <laughs> told me. Um, yeah, I am currently suffering from uh, GM burnout due to many factors. So currently, I you know I, I I got a new job. I'm working sixty hours a week. Wow. Um, Ouch. and the the, str- the 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 stress of that is you know killing me slowly. There's also other external factors. You know, I believe in being honest. I have anxiety, uh, so that kind of compounds on things a little bit here and there and then just running a lot of stuff and writing a lot of stuff and reading a lot of stuff all at the same time it just kind of compounded on this uh and then trying to make i i I really you know hope my players don't hear this but (laughs) they might kind of having two groups of different players i you know I, i use g plus as my hangout for everybody and i had players i've been with for 16 years to 10 years to 12 years and then new players i've picked up and along the way I have groups that you give them a piece of paper. You you say, okay, this paper, what do you do with it? And it's like they just write the whole fucking game themselves. And I just can just sit back and react, and it's awesome, and it's magical. And then you have the other players who you give them a piece of paper, and you're like, what do you do? And they, cricket, but I'm just going to follow them. And while that's their play style, if they're having fun, that's great. It makes my job harder. And with all these other things, it created this this burnout. Um, and then lastly, oddly enough, G plus kind of created a, a burnout for me, not the community. I want to state that cause I love the community. Uh, I think it's one of the greatest things to have ever happened to fucking role playing in my experience in this, in this time, but doing the hangout and, uh, the technical issues and the lagging and all these things. While I love it and I appreciate it, it lets me connect with so many people when you're trying to run a game. And everyone's voice is lagging and people's computers are crashing and, and whatever. Or someone gets frozen on the camera picking their nose and it's like totally <laughs> awkward. Funny. Um, it, it creates it creates this, this lag. It, it creates this like stress 
for, for, and I've seen other people have it as well, where you're like, fuck, and it just sucks the energy out of the gaming. And while there is energy, like right now, like I feel an energy with the, the, you know, the four of us talking and laughing and having a good time. It is very, it's a different type of energy than when you're physically there mm-hmm. sure. with, mm-hmm. with everybody. Yeah. And, and I haven't had that in two years. Wow. And so I think, I think that also really advanced my burnout is not having that. Yeah, I think it takes probably about twice as much energy to run a hangout game than it does to run a table face-to-face game. The difference right. I see is that it tends to be like, I don't know about your experience, but with my experience, um, hangout games, like, yes, it takes a little bit more energy, but because I tend to be done faster, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because a lot of times we're working with like five or six different people's like crazy schedules, and you know Gabriel, who uh, um, was uh, commenting earlier, uh, and who is our only viewer right now, uh, he uh, he's in South America, and right now until Sunday he's two hours ahead of us, so you know there's time mm-hmm. zone differences, and I'm sure like Stacy right now you're three hours behind me, you know mm-hmm. it's like seven twelve out there, you know you might still have mm-hmm. sunlight in California, I guess I'm just kidding, I know that's not that <laughs> but um so you know there are a lot of weird little things that can pop up um and that kind of keeps you know session time shorter, I think online mm-hmm. so for me i'm I'm sorry i kind of I guess I kind of just took that point over. Um, yeah no it's, but, it's it's a double-sided point it takes it takes more energy to run it but at the same time i only run two hour sessions when yeah, I yeah. Run hangout sessions yeah i was running four to six really oh. okay so i'm gonna say right off the bat there's part of the problem uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh and, and that that can you know have to do with like your your um your player pool you know and who's available yeah. when um i have found right. that i don't want to run an online session for more than three hours three hours is my max two is really solid uh, um, i found that i start wrapping things up by the end of the second hour um you know as, as much as i can and if we run a half hour over no big deal um but that that's only that's that's only a part of the issue uh because gm burnout is a serious thing i think it's happened i know mm-hmm. it's happened to me Mm-hmm. Um, Stacy, I'm sure it's happened to you, right? Um, mm-hmm. Don, yeah. this is a thing that it's, it's, it occurs to absolutely every GM at some point in time or another. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, I mean, and, and how you deal with it is important. Uh, Wayne Snyder is actually the guy who had the idea for this episode because he knew what Mike was dealing with. And he said, Hey man, you have a mic on, you should talk about this thing. And it makes sense. So Mike, this is kind of your GM burnout intervention. Um, <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> well, I have to go now. I don't have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I okay. So, and this isn't to say you know we're gonna pick apart the shit that Mike did wrong and figure out how to do it right because that's 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 bullshit. Uh, well, way then to you do might want to get my fiance on here because she'll tell you a whole. I know, right? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we don't talk about the things Adam does wrong. You know, we just let that. We know that it exists. <laughs> There's plenty of it. That's fine. So I don't know. It, uh, I don't know where to go from here. Um, <laughs> I guess I I've experienced a lot of GM burnout myself. Um, I've found that you know I've got some distinct symptoms of when I know that GM burnout is coming, and so for me, I've learned to identify what those are, um, and. Uh, I I know one of the big ones is making excuses to not run a game, mm-hmm. you know, without totally saying, hey, we're done, guys. You know, I'll like I'll make an excuse to not run a game at a particular time. Um, oh, when that when it, that coming to that, when that happens, starts to happen to me and I start doing the same thing, I actually mm-hmm. 
put it off on my players, and I'll be like, oh, you've had a really bad day. Are you sure you want to play <laughs> Yeah, you know, I I think I've I've been guilty of doing stuff like that too, like not making it be about me. Like, wouldn't you? Do, you need a day? That's fine. You can have a day. It'll I've be done right. that too. I've totally, totally done that too. Just for you, it's okay. I want to make sure you're there. And so when I find myself like in that situation where I'm starting to put off days, like now or or sessions, I, I realize now like, wait, we gotta stop. Figure out what's going on before this goes anywhere else. Uh, and I think that identifying, like, for me, uh, a big thing that's helped is identifying when I'm starting to feel that. You know, what's the, what what are my, what's my warning sign? And it is the, you know, I don't want to run. Let's make an excuse to not, not show up this week. Uh, and mm-hmm. I will admit that that started, and this is not, again, this is not 4E bashing, but it started with 4th edition. I, I made some excuses to not run stuff because I didn't want to um, calculate balanced encounters anymore. <laughs> and uh, that takes a lot out of you. And then um, mm-hmm. like it got to the point where I, I took like a, a two-year break in between campaigns, came back, and, you know, uh, and, and I let it happen. The same thing you guys are saying, putting it off on players, being like, oh, well, you can't be here today? Well, then we'll just not play because we'd be a player down, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, I, I, I've realized for myself that if I... Um, if I just can identify that and then I can figure out what the problem is, you know, why do I not want to do it? And that, if anything, tends to help more than anything else. You know, why am I making excuses? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do a lot of the same yeah. thing, actually. You know, I, I start to feel fatigue and I can actually feel mm-hmm. the fatigue when I'm working on the game and I'm prepping and I'm like, I just, I can't put my head in this. I can't, you know, figure it out. Usually if I force myself through it and actually sit down and start running the game, I immediately get into it and it's just fine. But yeah. if I can't get to that point, if you know, if anything is holding me back, and I've got anxiety issues too that that'll do that to me too, pretty badly. Mm-hmm. So if anything is holding me back just a little bit, sometimes that'll be just enough to to keep me from moving forward. And then if you do that too many times, at some point in time, you're like, I just don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, yeah right. or there's nobody left right. to do it with, you know, right, right. because they've all moved on yeah. and they've all found yeah. something that's more reliable, and that's understandable, you know. Right. I mean, right. I wouldn't sit around and wait for that DM to come back, you know. <laughs> uh, I I move on and find something. I might like poke him a bunch of times, like, come on, come on, come on, we want to play, come on, come on, come on. But then, right. uh, you know, th- I'd I'd find something else to do. Um, I'm in the same boat, Don. Where are you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what? Seems Didn't you spend happen- like two, like a year and a half in DM burnout land? Like recently? No, I haven't been in DM Burnout Land, but I've been in. I'm so tired of trying to deal. I mean, it's like being in a band, right? It's like, oh, well, you can't practice today, and this guy can't practice on that day. Like, just all the stupid scheduling. I'm just like, fucking forget it then. Like, <laughs> oh my. That's my first F bomb on the show. <laughs> Wow, ever? it took you a while. Yeah. Or, or no, it can't be ever. Just tonight, right? Just ever. <laughs> no, no, I I always make sure because, you know, I'm sure my grandma li- listens to the show. She does. So glad she both totally... of my grandmothers are dead. I know, I don't, I don't actually have one. <laughs> There's so. no one to be ashamed of me anymore. <laughs> I still have one alive and I'm a disappointment to her, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, I mean, I kind of got burned out because it was... You just couldn't get a game going. And I don't like to really game online, I've decided. Like, I really want that tabletop experience. Um, I like the energy. I just like... I just like hanging out in real life. 
um, but you can't always get that. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's a pain in the ass to that, schedule. Yeah. You know, that was, that was touched on. Like you guys, you guys kind of hit that, like that experience I, I, I had is that I had that, Oh God, I really don't want to do it tonight. I really, really don't want to do it tonight. And then I'd force myself to do it. And I'd had a blast while doing it. And in like, you know, like, you know, you said it, it carries you through, but then the next session I started experiencing it again. Yeah, I do that same but then thing. I'd, I'd force myself through it and then I would get through it. And then finally, just one day we had a session and that was, and it was the straw that, that broke the camel's back. It was funny because like, bunch of us are drinking while we're playing and I had a lot to drink so then a lot of the the little annoyances kind of compiled yeah. in this in this thing and I'm drinking and I'm like this is bullshit like in my brain I'm thinking this I'm like I'm not having fun right now and then it just now it's just like there um the other thing that did it actually you were you were talking about fourth edition is the other thing that did it and this is why I'm I'm very into osr i love osr because i can create a fucking monster in three seconds yep. and i can <laughs> I, I can create the fucking stats in three fucking seconds mm-hmm. and with fifth edition i was like oh i'm gonna create my own monsters because i was doing a, a kind of a hack of uh, universal brotherhood from uh, Shadowrun into D land and I was like, son of a bitch, the stat blocks are a half of a page. And, like, I had to, like, create all this stuff. And that just kind of attributed my burnout. Like, I don't feel like I have the time or the energy anymore to create full-page stat blocks for monsters. I want to be able to just do base information and move on. Do you guys remember... But for games like... Do you guys remember when we were but, in middle school and all it really took... And, and yeah, I don't, I'm just assuming everybody started at the same time I did. I don't know why, but uh, About, like yeah. when we're in middle school and you have your like your whether it's a player's handbook or like uh, you know B or like the BX D and D book, and you're like that's all you needed because you're just gonna come up right. with stuff anyway. Um, and and somewhere along the line, <sighs> we made things more complex. And, right. Uh, un- unnecessarily right. so, because we don't need it to be that complex. We right. choose to make it that way. Um, right. And and I I'm not edition warring. I play. I ran you know fourth edition for a bunch of years, but that was one of the problems I had. Is I needed too much stuff, too much extra mm-hmm. stuff no. to do it. I, it was harder to do uh, you know from the seat of my pants. I really think a lot of that had to do with the intersection of MMORPGs and the role, tabletop mm-hmm. role playing game world. Because yeah. I was working at SOE, and we were working on EverQuest about the time that 3.0, 3.5 came out, mm-hmm. and they worked a lot with the EverQuest designers. I don't know exactly how or why, but I remember people talking about it a lot. And so, you know, the new edition that came out looked a lot like if you were to play an MMORPG on, on pen and paper. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I can so, have... yeah. Well, and, and fourth edition really looked like that. Yeah, me, yeah. To me. And it just got worse over time until it started, you know, sliding back. And I think they realized that doing that online, you know, when you've got a whole program that's calculating all of that stuff for you all the time and all you have to do is push the buttons is great. But, you know, doing that when you're sitting there and you've got to calculate it all by hand is mm-hmm. terrifying. Well, that's one of the things that caused yeah. some burnout was I needed a mm-hmm. laptop to run it, you know, right. because uh, without I mean, there was a program for fifth edi- or fourth edition, you know, to, to build encounters and everything. And that's that's what I used. Because doing it by hand was awfully onerous, you know? There was just so much extra work that it took. I just, it, uh, 
I don't know. That's not not addition warring, but that was something, and I know, and that was a discussion, and it was near my burnout. But uh, with fifth edition, in uh, I, I believe in the DMG, there's this part about building encounters, and it's actually like a, a very simple, but it's very it's a mathematical mathematical equation. And I'm like, no, you don't need a mathematical equation. If they're first level and you put a fucking ogre in there, they run or they die. Right. And that's it. Like, that is the end of the fucking story for me. If they if they come up with a really great idea and they stab the ogre in the eye with a fucking big harpoon and they have a golden fleece that makes them invisible, great. But otherwise, you run away or you're jelly and that's it, you know, and there's no fair encounters. It's smart encounters or that's it. Yeah. Then that came out about the time when we were starting talking about DM fiat a lot and about players who uh feel like they've gotten screwed over if you don't have a balanced encounter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Uh, yeah. Uh, Sai says everything. So I do want to I do want to bring up a point that uh, is mentioned here by uh, Gabriel, uh, our our one viewer at this point in time, and he says uh, that having different DMs in the group, um, you know, is a is a good thing to not reach the burnout point. Um, and he specifically mentions that we're talking that uh, the Metal Gods group um, right now, the Metal Gods of Urhadad has two or three DMs, sometimes four five depending on how you look at it um because the main dms in that are 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 edgar johnson and myself uh and then sometimes you know doug um comes in and he'll run something um or if james mcgeorge is writing something he'll step in and he'll run it you know just so he can play test it or whatever uh gabriel himself has some stuff he's writing um wayne snyder has also run stuff for us just because you know it's it's kind of like we're already telling a common story anyway where that all of us are involved in Mm -hmm. and so uh it's been really easy for us to pass off that torch and be like okay wayne it's your turn to talk about what metal gods campaign is like you know and he's uh Mm -hmm. he's really stepped uh, each each dm has had that opportunity to step up into that um role and kind of make it their own which has been fun uh, he also mentions this Wednesday night group, which um, is has had rotating GMership for a little while here. Um, I just finished the group. I just finished running RuneQuest six for, and he, Gabriel's about to start running fifth edition four, or start again running fifth edition four. And then, and then the one Gabriel's done, Jason Hobbs is going to run uh, Adventure Conquer King for. So we kind of had yeah. this, this rotating thing where pretty much anybody who wants to run a thing just steps up and says, Hey, I'm next. And this is what we're going to do, you know? And uh, that keeps it short and sweet. So I guess a uh, part of it is also like, like having um, shorter runs, you know, of a campaign can also help uh, because, then you're like, okay, we're going to do this adventure, and then we're going to go over here, and we're going to do this other thing for a little while, and we're going to come back, and we'll do that. And um, because a lot of us do deal with a lot of like gamer ADD, I'll admit it, you know, yeah. I got it. And and it's really just because you only got so many hours in the day, right? There's only right. so many days in the week. There's only so many games you can play in that time, and mm-hmm. I want to play all of them right. every yeah. day, yeah. all of the time. And I don't always yeah, want to run know. stuff. I, I don't ever stop thinking about RPGing. Like I'm always thinking. It's, it's about a sign what of a I true addict. I know, and yeah. it kind of takes. <laughs> yeah, we all know. Yeah, we're all in the same boat. I need help, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Jonesing. I'm glad you yeah. went there because I think that, uh, especially for me personally, is worse. It's more of a problem than 
the burnout is that ADD. Yeah, you just read so many cool things online, right. so many cool blogs. You're like, oh, what if what if I do this and what if I make it like this? And then you're like, oh, I've been working on this thing for ten months and now I'm going to change it because screw halflings and <laughs> that's just a generally good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's 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 my go-to. That was a. That was a, a big flaw of mine um, that I really I had to recognize in myself and then um, curtail because I was after my first burnout. This is this is my second burnout ever. And the, the first burnout, it was trying to find the Swiss, the system that hit the sweet spot for me. Yeah, um, I got I got burnout with fifth edition or I'm sorry, uh, third edition after playing running it for about eight years straight. Wow. Uh, with, with no break. And and so then I started trying Savage Worlds, and uh, I played a lot of Savage Worlds, which I love Savage Worlds. It, it has its ugly spots for me, that which irritate the fucking piss out of me, but whatever. And But I still love it as a system. And then I started looking, and that's when I discovered OSR, really. Like, I started really delving back into what I played with 2nd Edition, and, and I went even further back. <clears throat> and then I started, like, seeing all these cool blogs. And I just started hacking the shit out of every system I came into. I was reading everything, and I'm like, oh, guys, guess what? This week we're going to try Adventure Conqueror King, or we're going to try Sword and Wizardry, or whatever. And, and I had to worry. And then I started realizing I'm going to burn my players out before <laughs> I, I, I burn myself out. I do think part and, of the key to switching systems frequently is to have other DMs run stuff. And that can be tough. Right. When you're like you're kind of like the I'm de facto, the yeah, that's tough, man. I'm the only. No one else will step up to the plate for 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 my group. Like if I if I went onto Google Plus and said, "Hey, who wants to run?" That I know that, but in my group, no one will run. Yeah. So no one wants no one wants to wear the hat because it's weird and smells funny. <laughs> no. Because they don't want to do the work, is what it is. <laughs> but like, and I, like for me, like I think some of my group there, and this is not to say I'm a great DM because it's not by any means. They've they've admitted. I'm like, hey, do you want to run some? They're like, no, I'm intimidated to run with you. And I'm like, <laughs> like, oh, okay, that's, I guess that's good. You know, but, and, and here so they won't. Here's the thing that a lot of those players are missing is that the absolute most fun players to have are DMs, you know, folks who know what it's like on the other side of the screen, you know, because they, they they know how the worst players that you've ever had. And if you don't, and if you don't believe me, try running a game with Christopher Helton. It was the worst of players. (laughs) (laughs) Try running a game with Christopher Helton as a player. <laughs> okay. All right. and, and Chris is probably listening to this and he knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I happen to, you know, because I play with folks that I, you know, also run underneath, you know, or run, that sounds weird, but, mm-hmm. you know, who, who DM the games that I'm, you know, play a player in, um, I, I get to see, you know, I, I mean, I guess, uh, crap what am i trying to say uh i get a lot of time where i'm playing when i'm the player and they're the dm and i'm having a lot of fun as the player uh and again i guess the metal gods game is a good example because you've got so many people who run it and then they play and then they run and then they play and it works out um that's awesome because they're 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 fun people to play with anyway you know and when you get to see inside their creative process uh or rather jesus i'm doing really bad with this uh 
DMs are by nature creative people, at least they should be, and that can be either like a super awesome boon as a player, or it can be a curse. And Stacy's clearly had the curse experience. <laughs> Definitely, and it makes sense though, right? I mean, yeah. because like uh, they can either like seriously mess up what you're trying to do, or they can be a huge boon to it. Right, uh, and it's trying to learn how to ride that current that, as a DM that can be difficult. Um, and 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 that is, I guess, the point is that um, maybe we can learn to encourage those uh, players who are a little afraid, you know, by saying, "No way, dude! DMs are the best players to have," <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. whether it's true or not. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. They can be both in the I... same game too, in the same session. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> fun to have around i think especially for people who are new to dming or gming having a group of people who already run the game or even a game it doesn't have to be the game it can be a game it doesn't really matter what it is because i think that can be intimidating too which i think is why a lot of people don't like to do that kind of and it's why a lot of women don't like to get into dming is because they're afraid um that the guys are going to all be rules lawyers and they're going to pick on them the entire time uh, when you play with the GM and you actually, and the GM is actually playing, we know how much, how often we're looking in the book. We know how often we can't remember what the hell encounter we set up for this particular room. Right, you know, we right. we know we know we get lost all the time, and yeah. they just don't. And it's probably a little easier to have somebody there who can say, "It's okay, I know, I know what it's like." <laughs> yeah, you can do it. Fuck the rules. <laughs> yes, <laughs> can't find it. Fine, just make something up. Yeah, what I'm, makes I'm sense? Probably to you, gonna get some pitchforks here but for for young players or for for newbie gms and dms i'm even okay with the with the the quantum ogre like i don't give a shit just do what you want to do and we'll have fun end of story like do it well, especially for newbie gms i think a lot of times it's it's learning to develop that instinct of you know trusting you know, mm-hmm. what you trusting yourself to make good decisions about things, you know, yeah. whether that's, yeah, there's a monster in the next room. Of course there is. What are you nuts? Or yeah, sure. You find a secret door and, oh, but it's trapped and poison. You're dead. You know, I mean, it's, it, you got to learn to trust yourself to make those calls. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard uh, to do. I mean, how many of us like learned to D de- and this is unfortunate, unfortunately my case. And I know this is a bad thing to do, but I learned to DM by, you know, following the rules and, you know, okay, well, this is in there. That's not in there. So that must not be there. you know, and I didn't learn to improv mm-hmm. until a bit later when I just realized it was just telling stories, man. It was just telling stories. Yeah. It's no big deal. But, you know, you got to develop yeah. that. Um, uh, I, guess, I don't know what uh, was wrong with me when I started because I, I like picked up second edition AD&D and was running it the same day that I got the book because I... Yeah, I'm just crazy like that. But it, I just I didn't have that barrier. And I think it was because I was running for a group of friends, people mm-hmm. that I knew really, really well. And when I brought it home and I said, I got this great idea. We're going to start with these modern day characters. I'm going to have to hack the game. Like this is like the first role playing game that I ever picked up. I'm going to have to hack it a little bit so that we can get the right skills in there. And we can do it totally. Yeah. And then you're going to start <laughs> in the modern world. And then I'm going to have you transported magically to the Dragonlance world. And then that's <laughs> where we're going to play. <laughs> And it was awesome. I ran that game for like two years, and that it just great. Yeah. it was killer. It was a ton of fun. Don, oh, I was just gonna say that <laughs> that must be amazing because I want to sit with a book for like months and months and make notes and make sure it's absolutely perfect. 
Um, but to buy it and run it on the same day would be... I, mean, I did that with every World of Darkness game that I picked up too. Yeah, maybe nowadays <laughs> yeah. I could do that. Maybe, probably not, because I'm I've I've been reading these five e books for like weeks, and I'm like, yeah, this this would be great to do, but I'm not doing until tomorrow. You need to learn to trust yourself, Don. You know, <laughs> trust yourself to make trust decisions. yourself. Have you ever talked to me? Would you trust me? I, of course, Don, I trust you all the time. Just hearing your voice, I already trust well, it's you. Well, okay? it's a very soothing, somewhat familiar it is. voice. It's like a radio announcer voice. I'll buy any soap you have to sell. All right. I like, I like this show. <laughs> Do you need to buy some uh, reptiles or amphibians? Because Don might have some of those for you as well. I've got some philodermocortical. <laughs> and now you broke out the Latin and broke it all. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So let's let's kind of bring it back to the the topic. Oh, yeah. um, and there is a degree of anxiety I think that goes along with experiencing GM burnout. Right. Uh, there's like a couple of different directions I feel like that I get stuck in because there's a you know there's a degree to which it's like if if I show up and I run a thing. Um, I'm putting an awful lot out there and there is a, like, I, I don't even have anxiety issues and I still get, you know, a little bit of performance anxiety every, every, every time I go to DM. Um, and I still love it, you know, because I remember what it feels like when I'm done, you know, like, a, yeah, rock, let's do this again. But, um, like before, right before there's always like, a like, gotta psych myself up, gotta move forward, you know? And, um, I think for me, that's just natural. That's just how it is, but it gets bad sometimes, you know, like when you're, you, and and even if you have that, you know, that payoff, you know, uh, it, and you, you do kind of have to learn to psych yourself up. Um, at the same time, this goes along with like the learning to trust yourself to do things. I've had to learn to trust my players to not care if things suck. Oh yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I, you get a lot of guilt, you know, you start feeling burnt out and then you start feeling yep. guilty because all your friends are having fun and you're like, and you're the facilitator of that fun. Exactly. And <laughs> what if I don't show up? What if I, what if I screwed it up? What if I did it bad? You know? And right. and that's to me where the anxiety comes. It's more like performance anxiety. Like, yeah. like what if, you know, uh, I was a touring musician in the latter, latter half of the nineties and they'd be like, well, what if, you know, what if there's no crowd? What if they don't like us? What if blah, blah, blah. And, you know, so I went through a lot of that, you know, negative stuff in my head before every single performance and uh i had this sick ability to like draw on that <laughs> and uh it was the it was the indie rock crowd of the late 90s and that's what happened you know oh. uh there's a lot of self-loathing anyway so it was it was <laughs> i was just par for the course um but uh and, and I, I experienced the same thing with dming and every and it's it's a thing that nobody tells you nobody tells you that every time you step up to the mic when you're dming you got to take a deep breath and just move forward, you know? Mm -hmm. I, yep. I don't suffer from a lot of, uh, of like, uh, that anxiety, uh, personally, uh, except like if I were to role play a game right now with, with like right now, if I were to run a game, I'd be like hella nervous. My butthole would be puckering because it's like, <laughs> I don't know you guys. I don't know you. That's, that's a mental image. Don't, don't ponder we it. We weren't picturing it, it until you said that's a mental image. It wasn't It wasn't was. a visual until you told me not to visualize it. And I'm just such a contrarian, I had to picture it then. <laughs> so, I'm sorry I'll have nightmares. Yep. But, like, I'm if I run it. a game now, then, yeah, I will be very nervous. Because I don't know your guys' attitudes on, on gaming. 
uh, I will feel like I'm being evaluated, you know, and, and that will create that anxiety for me there. For me with my normal group, because I know them, I know what makes them happy, I know it doesn't, but it'll be when I do, even, you know, still, I'd, I'd be arrogant if I, if I lied and, and said that I didn't make poor decisions or, or shitty game, game decisions sometimes. And I'll be like lying that awake, I'll be like, oh, that was such a shitty call. Oh, I wonder if they're mad. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, I wonder if I ruined their fun tonight. Fuck. And then I just go back to bed and then I forget. <laughs> but, you know, but, but, I mean, that that's where my anxiety comes in on that. Gotcha. Yeah. Worrying about, did they have fun? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I worry yeah. about that, too. If they don't tell me that they had fun right before we hang out, right before we leave the hangout, I worry about it for, like, a week or so, like... Did they have fun? Maybe they didn't. They didn't say they have fun. Usually they say they have fun. And you just overanalyze the yeah. stupidest things. Yeah. Huh. Well, you know, like I, if their energy is... Sorry, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I don't... I, I guess I don't think about that. I do think also, you know, different player groups uh, um, are going to, like, wrap things up differently. Like, we've all got different etiquette for doing stuff like that. Um, and there are little things... Okay, so players, I'm talking to you guys. Uh, players... Be honest with us. Be honest with your DMs. Uh, if you're having a good time, actually let us know. It's helpful. If you're not having a good time, be like, hey, man, <laughs> here's the thing, you know? Uh, but it, it does help to have, like, a closure event, you know? Not so mm-hmm. much like, like oh, uh, like a capstone experience to the, 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 G, the, the, the play session, but so much, like, as a, you know, hey, guys, good night. Thanks for gaming. It was a good time. You know, here's what I liked. You know, things like that. That helps so much because it does reinforce the positive um it kind of actually like helps you pick out you know if there was something negative you know it, that helps mm-hmm. with that as well um it's something that i've found my groups have just naturally gravitated towards thankfully and that's been really helpful uh, and it keeps me wanting to game more yeah i do that purposefully for my precious dark game specifically because i'm developing the game as i'm running it yeah so at the end of each session there's a there's a you know a q a thing did you like the game you know did you have fun was there anything that mm-hmm. felt like it was you know, i want it to run really smooth was there anything that what felt could like be it better was clunky? yeah yeah what oh, can yeah, we do that better too. yeah yeah and they and they, they give me great feedback i mean fantastic feedback that, that has helped me a lot so I guess no. asking for feedback is also helpful. <laughs> well, and, is, and is the I, point I, there? I, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's on both the sides point. of the table, right? I right. Mean, right. Right. Give feedback if it's yeah. not asked for, but hey, we should ask for it too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, the point I'll stress for players is it, NGMs is a be prepared to be a little butt hurt because you you want to be a shining star and you want to be that special unique snowflake, but be prepared for someone to say. Hey, really have fun with your adventure tonight i thought old man withers was pretty <laughs> obvious um but like be constructive about your feet yeah yeah be nice you know, don't, don't flip, be a dick yeah mm-hmm. don't flip the fucking table and be like this sucked ass i wanted to be special mm-hmm. you know like <laughs> yeah. but find creative ways to say things you know say that that felt a little slow to me rather than i hated that encounter or you yeah. know <laughs> i hated the way you did that <laughs> Yeah, a yeah, simple, no, uh, yeah, that. simple. Uh, you know, hate or love expressions really only tell us so much. You know, it doesn't right. tell us much about the content. It just tells right. you about and your reaction. Why you know? did you hate it? Why yeah. did you love it? <laughs> why is it important? <laughs> Don, you're awful quiet over there. I'm about to what fall thinking? out of my chair. The barley one was eleven percent, man. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I. Uh, <laughs> but I must have stressed that I would like feedback 
early on with my tabletop group who played for about two years um, because, you know, if they had a great time, they would be texting on their drive home. Uh, you know, oh, man, that was awesome. Oh, thanks a lot. Oh, I had a lot of fun. And then when they didn't text, I'm like, oh, man, that must have sucked. <laughs> but I think they were probably just driving. <laughs> Maybe. You know, if they really loved you, they would have. Yeah. They, they could have pulled Risked. over. Risked. They could yeah. have pulled over. Yeah. yeah. Pulling pull the Taco Bell and send me a text. Because I need it. Because I'm emotional. There, they could get some nachos. I mean, it just makes yeah. sense. Yeah. In between slurps of Mountain Dew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> text me. I need it. <laughs> Validation, I create. <laughs> okay, so we talked a lot about you know about how to avoid burnout. Um, what yeah, do you do what when do you, you do got it there? though? I mean, that's tough, right? Um, it's hard, hard to dig yourself out of that hole. Um, Mike, you're exempted from this conversation since you're experiencing it. <laughs> <laughs> you can well, you I can add stuff. Yeah, please do say stuff if you got it, but you know we're not gonna we're not gonna pick on you. You know what, man? <laughs> no, but I mean, I have had it before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, this is this is round two. It gets better. I'm man. surprised you've only had it twice in your life. Yeah. Like, like for me, it's yeah. In, it's been so many I've times. Been, no, I've been I've been running straight now for 18 years. Jesus. 18 years without a break. I've had it twice, and the first time was for six months, and now this is the second time five years later. And now it's going on the second month. Psh, you got nothing, man. You got mm-hmm. nothing to worry about. You'll be fine. That's nothing. I've had like I've had it for like years. Yeah, so. <laughs> hey, I'm not bitching that I have beat. I'm saying I have beat. You you bitched about it enough that Wayne brought it to my attention and he said, <laughs> <laughs> "I paced you the conversation." He's like, "Oh, how are you?" I'm like, "Oh, good. Oh, I have GM burnout." That you know all, what this actually means is that Wayne just cares about people so much that he wants to wants you to know that he and, loves you and, and he I, wants I, I your love problems. My conversations with him. It's, <laughs> it, I'm really glad that he and I have connected through uh, Google Plus. I really do talk, enjoy talking to him. I'm getting all misty. I know Aww. as well. You should. No. It's like I want to. There's so many people to get misty eyed about. I want to connect with Wayne. I want to have a Wayne chat. All right, I'll hook it up. <laughs> I'll be your Wayne chat pimp. And I'll hook up with my connection. Be, be aware, though, that I heard Adam charges about 15%. Do. <laughs> 15% of that conversation is all mine. <laughs> you already get that. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting it on both sides, really. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so, okay, let's talk about it, though. Let's, be, let's actually like <laughs> address the thing. Um, Mike, that's not a long time to have GM burnout. So no. uh, I'm, I'm impressed that you've managed to maintain such short intervals of it. That's pretty cool. Um, because mine have been, you know, anywhere from like a year to two. I guess uh, that's not entirely true. But, uh, you know, about two years is where they're sitting on average, I think. Um, yeah. Six months to two years, somewhere in there. So, how do you guys fight that? Like, how do you, what do you do to come back from that? Well, I usually get that because I get way too excited about one thing, and I spend too much time on that one thing. And then, when I realize that I've spent too much time on that one thing, I purposefully push myself out to look at different things. Mm-hmm. I'm running a steampunk adventure, and I have a steampunk campaign, and I have been soaking myself in everything steampunk i realize okay mm-hmm. it's time to walk away maybe we should go play a fantasy game or something like that for a little while so that i can come back to it fresh if i let it go for too long it can destroy an entire genre for me for like <laughs> almost ever 
Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I have to be really, really careful at that and monitor it and say, okay, you know, don't get way too excited about it. And I, I, I do things to prevent it, like force myself to only have 20-minute GM prep sessions and, you know, try not to sit on Pinterest for six hours and pin everything. <laughs> it's like my game that I can find, you know. <laughs> and then when I have it, it's just more like I, I try to, to turn my brain off. It's, it's like one of those things where you come up with creative ideas when you're actually not thinking about them really, really hard. Right. It's like people ask me where I do my GM prep, and a lot of the time I say, I do it on my commute. I do it when I'm driving and I'm thinking about not really paying that much attention to what I'm thinking about, but then these ideas start coming up in my head. And then as soon as I get home, I go down to write them down and, and actually put them into something that works well. Mm -hmm. You just got to stop thinking. I tell people all the time, be bored. <laughs> Allow yourself to be bored. Put your phone in another room. Put your iPad in another room. Put your computer in another room. And just like, just be bored for a while because your brain will do amazing things. Mm -hmm. Well, be bored and don't offer it any distractions. I mean, like, yeah. I, I've I spent way too many bored hours just looking at the internet, you know, like just delving down one rabbit hole or another, you know, uh, I don't know why, but I get hooked on Australian megafauna routinely. And, uh, I, yep. Let's see if we can find a reconstructed skeleton of a, you know, giant platypus because fuck yeah. You know, uh, it just sounds like that sounds so cool, but, uh, I, I, I will waste time doing that when I, it, you're right. I mean, I'm not thinking about anything and I am actually bored when I'm doing this thing. Uh, and, but my brain doesn't have any opportunity to experience that boredom and therefore create anything. Right. Right. You're dealing yeah. with all those little spare cycles that are actually being used while you're looking at things on the internet. Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> Don, what about you? How do you uh, how do you fight uh, DM burnout? I don't know. No, uh, so... <laughs> so no. I feel like no. I've become the uh, comedy relief of drink spin run, and that's fine with <laughs> me because it's I for am. For once, it isn't me. It's good. I yeah. am comedic. No, so I think I have a similar problem to Stacy, where I focus on, you know what? It's a combination of you and Stacy. Like I focus on something too hard, but you were talking about focusing in on on like megafauna of Australia. Like I get down into the minutia, and I don't have to, and that will burn me out as fast as anything else. Like, oh, I have to figure out, you know, how this language spread across this land. And, you know, I get so caught up in the world building that I'm like, forget it, I'm done. So I need to Do you get frustrated with that. your players when they don't, when they aren't as invested in your world? Dude, have you heard uh, stories yeah. about this? No, <laughs> I'm just guessing. Yeah, because well, I spend... Well, I've heard them from you a little bit. I spend, way, I spend way, way too much time with this. Like, I'll prep for 10, 12 hours, and they'll be like, oh, let's kill stuff. All right, we're done. And I'm like, you guys... I hate you so much. Yeah, so maybe, <laughs> so maybe I actually have burnout now, and I don't know it. That might be it. I think you do. Have you have you started uh, avoiding games? Because we've already identified the symptoms. <laughs> he told no. he let he let another DM take over a game. Uh -oh. and, yeah. yeah, I'm afraid now this is your internet. <laughs> it is. Oh, <laughs> it was all along, and nobody knew. Uh, it was a knew. secret. Do you know? You figured me out, Mike <laughs> Evans. Damn you! 
Do you know how many times that session ran after I quit DMing? No, I have no idea. Zero. Because no one wanted really? to... Yeah, everyone was like, yeah, I, was, I had a rough day, I'm tired, and I can't really make it. And it oh, just... Oh, the player burnout. You burned out those players. Hmm. Yeah. Good job, Don. Yeah, it was, pretty, it was pretty bad. No one wanted to put the time into uh, the background Hobbs was working on. I mean, it's also winter, and I think I'm a little blah. There's a little bit of a holiday slump that happens, like, right around November, December. And then then it can kind of move into lethargy in January Mm -hmm. and February, where people are kind of... They did a whole bunch of stuff during the holidays, and now they're trying to get over doing a bunch of stuff and want some quiet time. Right. I am exactly the opposite of that. Yeah. yeah? (laughs) I am exactly the opposite of that. I'm like, sweet. It's cold outside. That means it's time for games, you know? Like, we didn't have to. We don't. Well, Stacey, understand as well. In Michigan, (laughs) there's only so much stuff you can do outside in this weather. And this is not exactly sledding weather right now. So, uh, we we, got to stay inside. You got to do a thing. So, let's play games, you know? That's that's the way I grew up. And, um, so uh for me like yeah fuck yeah hero quest and you know uh battle masters and you know that that was what i grew up on that's you know so i want to run games all the time uh which is clearly antithetical to the concept of gm burnout um (laughs) so i guess um i don't know man i don't know where i'm going with this we're uh like for me this is this is the game time you know for me it's harder to run stuff in the summer uh, yeah. because that means yeah. standing in one place when I could be out doing cool stuff, you know? Yeah, that too. Yeah. So here, I, I got a, I got a question. Have with everyone with GM burnout, cause I mean, I, I, I know one has for me. Have you guys ever had where something cat- cataclysmically popped you out of, of your GM burnout? Okay. Give us your example first, because I want to see what you mean by cataclysmically popped you out. All right. So I was in burnout. And what actually popped me out of it, like, I mean, just like, like a freight train got me out of it was Bornheim. Okay. And yeah. And, uh, because I, like I said, I was like system hopping. I was trying to figure out all the shit and, you know, Bornheim came out and everyone started making a big stink about it, you know, and, and trashing Zach and and Mandy and and everybody. and, And I hit it with my ax. And so I was like, well, this can't be that bad if people are talking bad about it. I'm going to check this out. And, it's got to have some merit and, if people don't like it. Yeah. Right. And and so I, I opened it up and I read the first page Zach's introduction. And he said exactly the same thing that I was feeling, which was um, by the time you get done reading a campaign book, you, you start with excitement. And by the time you're done, it's fatigue. And you're like, Jesus fucking Christ, just let this thing be over with already. And I was like, this is it. And and reading Vornheim and its layout and the, the whole attitude of it of, oh, once you roll on something, here, fucking cross it out and get rid of it. It's done. Move on. And it just completely blew my mind. And that totally reinvigorated me wanting to run a game again. Hmm. Like, for me, that was it. Like, there, it was immediately inspiration. And then that also fueled for me a way, like, after running for, like, a year or whatever, uh, how I wanted to formulate hubris as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, like, two things that really motivated me and got me past that hurdle. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It does. 
Uh, I would say for me, it's not been like it's it's rarely been an event or like even gaming materials that kind of push me, you know, out of the um, that crap zone. <laughs> uh, typically, it's actually people. You know, it's okay. um, I will meet some people or you know get to know certain people and they're like hey we've never played D or hey uh we used to play back in the day and we don't do it anymore and you know whatever like awesome you're a great person let's freaking run some games you know <laughs> uh and, and it's 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 for me more 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 the players that um that jar me out of that and get me moving and motivated to do things um i spent a long time unfortunately unlearning how to dm and uh there was a big Mm. chunk of time from i guess about the year uh i guess about 2001 until uh i guess i started my first 4e campaign in about 2009 ish uh where i just i i forgot everything i knew you know um and so it's been a process of recovering stuff but uh, a lot of that's about also recapturing enthusiasm because enthusiasm reminds me to not care about bad performance (laughs) you know it uh it allows me to trust myself and my players and all the stuff that i've been saying like this is stuff that you know how i prevent burnout is you know learn to do this thing learn to do that that's how i did it was i got out of uh, that's how I got out of the, the 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 long slump of not running games or not running games well. It, it's come back to me to this point where now I'm like, yep, let's run a game, no problem, let's go. Uh, I'll run something in five minutes. Here it is. But a lot of that has been like finding the right people who got me excited about running something again. So uh, for me, it's been less. Here's an idea I'm excited about. More here are people I'm excited about, which is again mm. another awesome thing about the G Plus community is that there's people i'm excited about every goddamn day out there mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah let's see i uh the last big slump i had i think was brought on by world of warcraft <laughs> i know that slump that i've seen that, that slump <laughs> world then... of warcraft was my excuse uh to <laughs> yeah, allow gm was... burnout to happen yeah it, it worked as a good excuse sometimes too yeah and then it was um and I, I forget exactly how I got out of that. I think it was a nostalgia thing. I just missed being able to sit around the table with a group of people and laugh over a good game that we're playing. It was just mm-hmm. a social thing. And then I couldn't find anybody for the longest time because, like, none of my girlfriends roleplay at all. And when I try to explain it to them, it's like I'm talking a different language. <laughs> <laughs> And they give me these blank looks, and then I'm like, okay, never mind. <laughs> and I keep hoping that one of these days I'll just be able to try it with one of them, but it's really just not their their type of thing. So, you know, what really got me out of, like, the last, I would say, like, a specific game-style slump is that I started playing World of Darkness games. Well, I started playing AD&D 2nd Edition, but I really quickly moved over to World of Darkness games as soon as I saw them around. And I stopped playing them ages ago and then i didn't want to pick them up again and then werewolf 20th adventure 20th 20th anniversary came out and i was like this was my favorite game this was my favorite world of darkness game was werewolf except i i I never used any of the world of darkness world i made my own world and um but i loved it so i'm like i gotta get this i gotta get this i gotta get this and i got it took me two years to actually get it after the kickstarter and then when I did finally get it, I was I was like, I don't even want to look at this now because now I'm just kind of angry because it took two years to get here. <laughs> and I love the book. What makes me sad is that I just haven't ever used it. So 
What popped me out of that is that Christopher Helton, I keep coming back to him, he <laughs> got me into paranormal romances, which I would never have thought to read unless he was like, no, no, I really like him. There's all these like strong female characters and they do cool stuff and it's fun. You'll love it. So I finally started reading Patricia, Patricia Briggs's books, uh, the Mercy Thompson series. And I loved them. I tore through like the first seven in a couple of weeks. I love them so much. Wow. And then, you know, a couple weeks ago, I was trying to figure out what I was going to run for the next Contessa. And I had been running Precious Dark, but I was like, I don't want to run another Precious Dark game. I want to do something different. And Chris came along and he said, I would totally play a werewolf game if you did it in the, in, in the world of Patricia Briggs's is setting. And I'm like, oh, my God. That is the most wonderful idea in the world. And it was like a lightning bolt. And I, sp I spent so much time working on that game. It was a four-hour game that was supposed to take three hours. And I, hmm. there was so much they didn't even touch. It's not even funny. So it was like it was like a lightning bolt to my head kind of moment. <laughs> awesome. Yes. I suppose it's uh, my turn then. Yes, your turn oh, to yeah. tell an embarrassing story. I mean, just kidding. Uh, uh... <laughs> Bear your soul to us, Don Stroud. No, so I didn't really have a burnout. I just, like, uh, I was playing in Donker's game, and, like, this was back in, this was 12 years ago. And then, like, life just took over, you know, jobs, yeah. kids. I mean, my kids were high maintenance back then. Um, they're older now. And then, uh, do you remember that ridiculous D&D uh, &D game on Facebook? No, uh, no, I think that. I did actually. Yeah, the, I was the, the one that was based on fourth edition. Yeah, I was totally playing yeah, that. that. I'm like, this is fun, but I remember tabletop games, and we should totally start a new thing up, Mark Donkers. And we did, and I was running it, and I, I took like months. You know, I'm like reading all these blogs. I didn't know they were out there, and I just, yeah, that was it. <laughs> Really, I was hoping for you know a story, and uh... that actually was like I was playing was that stupid Facebook right. game, and I was liking it. Okay, so was it was it was it more of like here's this thing? I remember this thing, like I I remember how much better this thing can be. Is that what kind it's more of like yeah? A, but like I had... a, this is shit. Let's have awesome again. Is that what you're what you're getting at? A little because we we had still been playing like tons of board games. You know, I'm like you know I'm huge in the board game world. You are you are very into the board game world, is what you mean there, right? No, no, I'm huge. Like you mean I'm talking to a celebrity? Yeah, kind of. In a I niche did, community. I right? did. Is that what John Gilmore says? Right. You, you, how do you feel about being moderately famous in a in, in a, a niche, niche community? community? Yeah. I just know a lot of people in the board game world, okay? I'm huge. <laughs> <laughs> You're well connected. Let's put put it like that. Yeah. But you know, as cool as a lot of board games are and even card games, it's like it's not you can't bury yourself like an RPG. Um and I wanted to bury myself. So mm -hmm. I really loved this blog, Dreams in the Lich House. Oh yeah. Um, and is that Beto? Yeah, Beto. Like that stuff in the was it Black City? The weird so, yeah. Viking alien thing. Oh man, it was brilliant. I wish he'd publish that. I should talk to that guy. He's awesome. Why haven't you talked to that guy? I don't know. Because <laughs> I don't. Unlike you, I don't talk to people I don't know. 
That's why you always invite the guests. You clearly do, because I bring them on this show, and then you got to talk to them. <laughs> but that's fun. That's awesome. Every time we are done with one of these, I go upstairs, I get in bed, I'm like, yeah, it's late. And I'm like, man, how cool is it that I just sat with whoever was on, and I really got to kind of know them. Like, it's awesome. Like, I love meeting you guys, and I'm going to cry. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, the, I know. This t- Actually, Mike, I do have to say, like, Don specifically requested that I rope you in to be on the show at some point. He was like, you got to get, get Mike Evans. I mean, <laughs> so, yeah, because I have loved your blog, too. Like, I was working on the Swamp thing, and Adam's like, hey, have you, have you seen uh, Wrath, of Zombie. Wrath of Zombie? I'm like, oh, I fucking hate that guy because he's stealing all my ideas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, thank you. I really, I do appreciate it. It's yeah, yeah, a lot of fucking work, but I love it. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to get that damn book published so it can get off my back. Yeah, I oh, how's that coming? By the way, just, just, just to have asked, because you know we've talked to Stacy a lot about her projects, <laughs> and I feel bad that we haven't mentioned yours that much. So That's fine. I'm, I'm the, not as awesome as she is. So. T- oh, it's true. It's true. Um, yeah, um, it's it's coming along. I'm actually hoping this weekend to be completely done with the the editing. Uh, okay. I, I have 26 pages left, so uh, right. the only thing sell is, us I'm, sell us on hubris in two minutes. Okay, <laughs> selling you on hubris in two minutes. If you want a world that is weird horror fantasy that uses the awesome, amazing Dungeon Crawl Classic rule books, where uh, the gods are nasty creatures like gods of sex and violence. A dead baby is the god of healing. And uh, you have corruption and weird shit like crows that bury into your brain and gibber prophecy or monks who sit in a magic conch shell on a frozen mountain and uh, delve into the years or warforged that are actually humans melted into suits of armor and you want to play a setting where it grinds up your players like a wood chipper, then that's kind of what you want to do. Um, I've ran it, like I said, for a year and a half. My players have always enjoyed it. The only pitfall I personally had with my game is my players were afraid to go out of the city. (laughs) (laughs) They they were terrified to go out of the city until they realized the city was just as dangerous. That's the important thing Um, is getting getting home that the city sucks too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the city they were in was uh, Fairweather, which the king is, is inbred, and uh, and the whole aristocracy is inbred, and that's the way they feel they get their power is by fucking brothers and sisters and, and keeping the progeny uh, pure. And the, there's a plague in there, which is heavily inspired by Tetsuo Iron Man. And so it's people <laughs> just covered in, like, metal blades and having drills for penises and whatever and and they're like oh we're in the city we're safe and and then i had this huge like parade going on and the, the bastard king coming out and talking about prophecy and especially what and then the gates burst open there are these fucking creatures and they're like this just sucks so bad and like two people died in the fight and they were like oh this, maybe we should go back outside so it's, it's it was a lot of fun it was, it was good 
Good. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. We just, you know, I, I just realized we hadn't talked about your setting at all, uh, and, and and how that's coming. So we needed to get, we needed to make sure that you're represented. Um, Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> so uh, at this point, Mike, I'm gonna have to check in on your uh, your intervention here, and uh, and um, so now we've talked about this. Are are you feeling a little bit? I mean, I know that you're uh, that you, you've got the GM burnout, and it's not been going on for very long. What what are no. you feeling like? Uh, what what's next for you in this regard? Um. Well, I you know I I write when I have motivation. I don't try to force it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been catching up on a lot of movies because, like, I mean, literally, I think part of it was I was just hubris, 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 hubris. Oh, fifth edition, fifth edition. It was, and then it was just like blinders. Like so I'm focused, just yeah. kind of yeah too focused. So I've been catching up on you know watch rewatching Star Trek and watching movies or whatever. And I think the other thing I need to do is I need to just play in a game a couple times and and rediscover the fun of playing and and like this like this, actually this is like perfect motivation for it. We're just laughing and and having a good time, which I, I had that as well. But the responsibility is not on me; it's on you guys. So if there's any fuck up, it's your fault. It's it's so all I, it's I, all done. Done's in charge of everything. Yeah, totally. We've, we've already discussed this. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's for me. Like I, I need to play in some games now to rediscover the fun before I retake on the, the responsibility. I think that's a great piece of advice as well. That's a for, wonderful piece of advice. Uh, for any DM experiencing burnout, play. Yeah. What do you enjoy? Find out what you enjoy as a player. You know that can inform what you do as a DM so much. Um, are you the kind of player who really enjoys like like giving feedback to the DM? The talk, you know, like like uh, Metal Gods game was last night, so I'm gonna draw on that real quickly. Um, I knew that the guys had found this grotto in which there was a demon altar and i had them tell me about the demon you know what does the what does the altar look like what does the thing look like and i let their decisions about this thing inform what i did why because i like having that kind of input myself you know when i'm playing a game i like being able to define things as a player that's fun for me and uh i found that a lot of times if i if i give the players the same opportunities i want you know i'm having a lot better time hmm yeah and then we got quiet. Yeah, no. I agree. <laughs> Awkward. Yeah. Um, I I always I, I've I've been an always the GM for like pretty much since I started playing because mm-hmm. an ex boyfriend handed it to me, handed me AD and D, and I was like, oh, this is really cool. I want to play this. And he's like, okay, I'll run it for you. And then like weeks would go by. And he's like, You're gonna run it for me, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure, totally. I'm gonna get around it. So I realized that the only way that it was gonna happen is if I ran, and that's just been the way it's been for the rest of my life. It sucks mm-hmm. until I got to Google Plus, and then that changed. <laughs> I think so many of us spend a big chunk of our lives doing that, though, right? I mean, yeah. because like I really want to do this, and so you know, the only way you're gonna do it is if you're the DM, and so that's that's why a lot of us end up being DMs, and it's not necessarily. I mean, right. true, we like it, we do it, right, we do it because right. it's rewarding, and 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 mm-hmm. some of it is that's the only way we get to play, but uh, it's it is we're the folks who care more. <laughs> 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 well, we did have lost some players. We are totally masochists. Yeah. <laughs> ah, no players. I mean, that's that's the thing, though. I think all of my groups, you know, have 
player DMs in them as well. So, you know, like they they care. Shit, yeah, I know they care. Everybody here cares, right? I mean, all uh, that's the reason you guys run games. That's the reason, um, you know, I got to say, I think most folks watching or listening to a, you know, an RPG podcast, chances are they're DMs <laughs> and not so much on the yeah. player side, you know? That's true. <laughs> we just, yeah. we just a little more buy-in, you know? Yeah. To use the yeah. popular vernacular. And that'll cause burnout, damn it, is player buy-in. <laughs> <laughs> or player lack of buy-in. I've had, yeah. I've had yeah. players yeah, ruin I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they'll, they'll burn me out faster than nothing. Oh, I want you to really get into this little aspect. Okay, you're completely ignoring it. Okay, bye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're on their phone and... Right. <laughs> like, and, and I you know, the five clues. They're obvious clues. What was right. the one? <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I was Facebooking. I'm I'm sorry. I missed that. Clue. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I no. <laughs> I, I that just does not fly at my table, man. <laughs> and, and, and you know, and that's and I'll point that out. It's not anything you know against people on Google Plus. But when I'm in when when I would run games in person, I'm like, put your motherfucking phone down. We have three or four hours together every two weeks. Nothing is going to happen on Facebook that is going to ruin your life. However, I will ruin your life if you don't put down that phone. But then on Google Plus, I can't see what they're doing because you right. know they're looking sideways at the screen. And, as as and long as they... as long as they've got pants on, and <laughs> as long as I can't tell that they're watching porn, I'm pretty much okay. You, you know? know what? I can't I can't do that rule because half the time when I run games, I don't have pants on, so I can't. <laughs> do that rule. Uh, okay, so there's this guy Brian Tackle, and a couple of years ago, he came up with these uh, these rules. Uh, and I I gotta I gotta talk to him to get him to write them down and put them like on a blog or someplace so I can have them all in one place. But he had like a a series of hangout game rules. It's like just don't do this shit and everything will be fine, man. And one of them was you gotta I mean at least shorts, but you know you gotta have you gotta have pants. Like be at least as fully dressed as the season requires, you know. Uh, and what's really sad is that all all of his rules came from like like experiences he had in hangout games, you know. Like so they were they were playing a game with the guy who was watching porn and wasn't no, wearing a shirt. Yeah, or no, another, no. another dude who's not wearing a shirt and, you know, or uh, pants uh, or something. I'm like, see, wow. I oh can't my God. imagine that. Yeah, that's, that's like, nuts, I, I come home from work, I change out of my work clothes, and I change into my hangout clothes. <laughs> and then I double check my makeup, and I brush my hair. <laughs> 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 then I come and sit down, and I'm ready to GM. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I, I'll admit to having GMing pants. I'll admit it. <laughs> I'm wearing them right now. <laughs> I have shorts for the summer too, but um, it's it's well, you don't want to wear the same pants you've been wearing all day. No, no, no. 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 I, I gotta change clothes, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Well, folks, I think we've done a lot of damage. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to be a part of it. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's awesome. a lot of fun. Uh, thank you both for joining us. Uh, this has been a, as usual. I, I, I love how much fun this podcast has been to make, just in general. Like inviting awesome folks like yourselves onto the show to just BS with us about a particular topic. Thank you both yeah. for being here. Um, yeah, Mike appreciate Evans. it. Thank you. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> Mike, uh, our folks, our, our listeners should uh, watch for your hubris sending. When do you think um, that's going to be available for mass consumption? 
Uh, I'm hoping in two to three months is when I will start the Kickstarter for it. Awesome. Excellent. So, so folks, but, look forward to that um, in yeah. late fall, or sorry, late fall, late spring, early summer, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, Stacy, uh, thank you again for being here. And uh, when's our next uh, Contessa weekend? Uh, we have a panel day coming up on the 21st um, where it will be a day of panels starting from 9 a.m., uh, my time, moving to about 8 p.m. So we've got about 11 that we're trying to get in there. We've got six so far. And awesome. then the next actual GMing weekend, uh, the next actual game weekend is in May. I think it's the 16th or the 17th. We're calling it the Contessa Spring Break. Oh. And then... Um, we've got a whole bunch of stuff that's going to be going on at Gen Con, uh, including I asked Margaret Weiss to be a keynote speaker for us, and she said yes. Awesome. Nice. Um, awesome. So, so, yeah. Yeah, so we're working that's on That's going to be like, kind of like coming first full circle for you since you totally got into the, the dark that, stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's like exactly. a dream come true. Dragon that's awesome. Dragonlance is what got me into gaming. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's really kind of, it's, it's a weird moment for me, but an awesome one. And then, let's see, so we've got that May. Um, during Gen Con, we'll also be running another gaming weekend for the people that can't go to Gen Con. And um, I just got a new job, um, a freelance job, to be the project manager for the third printing of Swords and Wizardry. So that's actually going to, that Kickstarter is going to be launching right around Gen Con, too. So that'll be awesome. awesome. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, nice. it's, it's an all-female design team. So it's Really? Be, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. It's really cool. We actually want to test the theory that if you change the artwork to something that's more woman-friendly or something along those lines, that you might actually get more women to pick up the book. I don't know if that's true or not, but it'll be a ton of fun no matter what. <laughs> right. I mean, it's still going to be a... I mean, it's Swords and Wizardry. It's still going to be a success no matter what. Right, exactly. And if, if this hypothesis pans out, then... Yep. It yep. can't be anything but gravy. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm really excited about it. Awesome. Well, thank you both for being here. Thank you to Don Stroud, my lovely co-host. Thank, uh, thank you. Thank you, our gorgeous listeners. <laughs> uh, this has been Drink, Spin, Run. Have a wonderful evening, uh, and we will see you soon. Thanks yeah. a lot. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks.